0: Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. If you have lost anyone to a sudden or tragic death, you can still help them. Please visit our website, suicideandhope.com, and memorialize those that you love. There is no obligation or cost. You can simply enter their first name, initials, or a nickname, and I will personally pray for them and have a Mass said each month. Please, again, visit suicideandhope.com.
1: Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover
2: the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840.
1: Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're
3: listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. We're just loving life here on
4: Real Presence Live. It's been an awesome conversation so far, most recently, with Dr. Joe Holcraft. Uh, of the Avila Institute and the uh, the famed brother of uh, our executive director Mark <laughs> Uh it, it's been a, a terrific conversation. And I'm I, like I mentioned during the break, uh, Dr. Joe, or I'll just call you different things when, whenever it strikes me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. Joe, do
5: you have a preference?
6: It's all good. Uh, you know what? Uh, Joseph's fine. Dr. Joe's fine. Whatever whatever uh, suits your fancy.
5: We'll <laughs> mix it <laughs> up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just, just this reality of prayer. That is, you guys are focusing in on something so... Critically essential to our lives as human beings, not merely as Christians but as hum, as human beings we 're made for prayer and I think you know we all know that right I mean we hear that all the time and uh, in mm-hmm. fact, I think the catechism uh, even cites I, I believe it's Saint Alphonsus de la Corrie who says um, that he who prays is certainly saved, he who does not pray is certainly damned like it's mm-hmm. it 's yeah. the the major determinant of you know what we do in our lives um, and yet Many of us feel, you know, unequipped. Um, we feel bad at it. Um, we, yeah. don't, we don't know where to begin. Uh, we don't yeah. know if we're doing it right. Um, and so I think what you're tuning into is something so critically essential for, for every one of us.
6: Yeah. Yeah, just not, um, you know, a important thing, but the important thing, as yes. you mentioned, really, the, the, the imperative absolute, if. If we're going to talk about prayer as union with God, what can be more important than that, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, I mean, what is prayer? Well, dissertations have been written on this. You know, the saints have devoted their lives to it, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, illustrating what's been written. I think that the simplest way to get at it, uh, you guys, is to talk about it within the context of a conversation. Um, that prayer is quite simply a conversation with God, Um a vibrant conversation with God where someone is speaking and someone is listening. You know, we, we, who oh, I think heard, was it three, four weeks ago, the narrative where Samuel went before our Lord and said, um, Lord, speak, your servant is listening. He didn't say, Lord, listen, your servant is speaking, but he, he was, he first said, Lord, speak, your servant is listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, in any conversation, there's someone speaking and someone listening, right? And in prayer, it is no different. Now, no doubt, you know, we have a lot to say to God, but, um, whatever we say to God, whatever we request from God, whatever we ask of God, we always do so in that that humble disposition of listening, um, quieting the heart, turning down the volume of the chatter in the heart, and, and listening. So, to understand prayer is to understand the importance of of uh, entering into conversation with God. And you know, Saint John Paul II once said so beautifully that as we devote ourselves to prayer, what prayer really is, is allowing the Holy Spirit to fully express Himself within our heart, within the chambers of our heart. So earlier, I was talking about the Holy Spirit and inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts. Well, really, that's the first act of prayer. Mm -hmm. Now, in the book, uh, Unleashing the Power of Intercessory Prayer, obviously, I put a focus on the call to intercede. And, And you know, guys, Uh, This is a topic that grabbed my attention because, uh, well, for two reasons. A, as I mentioned earlier, I did radio for 14 years, and and I would often get the question asked of me, "No, Joe, what is the question you get asked the most? And no doubt, I was asked about the Pope, and how do you prove God exists, and all these things. But I actually took to heart that question, went back to my email, did an intake, and to my surprise, found that the number one question asked is, how do you pray?
4: Mm-hmm.
6: And, and inside of that question, how do I better pray for my friend who's dying of cancer or for my sister who's asked me to pray for her or so on and so forth? And so from that point, I, I set out to, to do a radio uh, series on intercessory prayer, um, and I challenged myself. I myself was not following through on requests given to me, so in the end, I set out to write this book. And and so to talk about intercessory prayer is to talk about how we are called to to take the desire of another and put it into our own conversation with God, holding up that petition before God with great confidence, mm-hmm. right? Mindful that when you talk about confidence, if we talk about prayer as an invitation uh, or, or a calling to invite the Holy Spirit into our life, it is also to pray for an increase in faith. Um, faith is first and foremost a gift, of course, but it is second an act, and that act is trust. Trust is the most concrete act and virtue of faith. And so, we pray for an increase in faith as we read in Scripture. know, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Uh, help my unbelief. Saint Augustine once said, "That's the greatest prayer we can pray." <laughs> Lord, mm-hmm. I believe. Help my unbelief. And so, this is this is how we ought to begin our prayer as well.
5: Yeah. We invite
6: the Holy Spirit into our life. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah,
5: no, I just you're so you're talking disposition, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, I, as you're. As you're talking, and we approach that question, and I think it's, you know, I think it's a question we we ought to approach right now. You know, hugely.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, I just I, I was so excited that you went that direction, Joe, with things because I wanted to ask you specifically about this aspect of confidence in prayer because I think so many of us approach prayer, intercessory prayer, you know, prayer petition and so on, as if we're, we're going to the craps table yeah. and, and rolling the dice <laughs> yeah, exactly. and hoping it comes up right. You know, like, is yeah. God going to hear me this time? Yeah. Is God going to give me what I want? You know, like, it's, it's kind of a 50-50 proposition. Boy, I hope it comes out right this time. And I think that's a totally wrong-headed way of approaching prayer. Prayer, wouldn't you say?
6: Yes, Yeah, I mean, we don't go to God and say if, because with if is doubt, right? Mm-hmm. If you are you, who you say you are, dot, dot, dot. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you've, you've already lost, you know. And, and the thing about it, too, is what does uh, Jesus say? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of um, Bartimaeus, right? Mm-hmm. Bartimaeus has this encounter with Jesus, and Bartimaeus says, uh, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. You know, and he echoes that again, and no doubt that's a very specific title that has a lot of theological implication. Mm -hmm. But what does Jesus say in response to that? Right? What do you want me to do for you? Mm -hmm. Right? What do you want me to do for you? That's a very personal prayer. And, of course, Bartimaeus then with great confidence said, I want to be healed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to be healed. And so out from that very confident, specific, personal prayer, what do you have but an answered prayer? And you guys, if, there, if there's one thing that, that I want all of your listeners to hear, because it's so important, is that God desires our intercessory prayer because it helps bring about God's desired good. Mm-hmm. Right, And Why you, and you does, dig into
5: this. You dig into this into your book, Joe. Uh, yeah, unleashing yeah. the power necessary of prayer. Uh, sorry, I interrupted if, you. Keep going.
6: No, no worries, and I'm glad you noticed the bookmark because I'm going to draw from it a little bit right here. In the opening chapter, I, I make the point, and really, it's in the introduction that in first First Timothy chapter two, uh, verses one to four, he's writing this letter, of course, to Timothy, and he says, "I urge you, brother, to intercede that dot dot." dot <laughs> two verses later, that all might be saved, mm. right? So, you know, we so often focus on 1 Timothy 2, 5, and maybe you guys are familiar with that passage because that's the verse that a lot of our Protestant brethren would, will, will quote when it, when it comes to refuting this call to pray to saints. There's only one mediator between God and man, and mm-hmm. that's the man, Jesus Christ, right? God, man, Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> what is Paul saying there? Well, to answer that question, you have to go a few verses earlier. And a few verses earlier, he's talking about this call to intercede on behalf of one another. And what we're made to see is that intercession is, yes, a participation in the one mediation of Jesus Christ, a participation that he has called us into that brings about God's desired good. Why did St. Paul ask Timothy to to pray for his ministry if it wasn't going to be? Of course St. Right. Paul is wanting something and he's wanting our intercessory prayers. That they're, they're they're wholly good and acceptable, as as he writes in those verses. So powerful stuff, and, and something I think we all, as Christians and Catholics, have to be present to this baptismal call we have to intercede on behalf of of our brother and sister in Christ.
4: You know, we, we're at a particular time, Doctor Holcroft, um, in, in <laughs> the history of our of our land. That seems so desperately in need of intercession. I mean, we speak of intercession on behalf of others, right? But we I think our, our land we we really need to be praying for uh, the conversion of our land, the the healing of our mm-hmm. land, for the ability to mm. to for us to actually have conversations with one another instead of simply demonizing each other and, and allowing the rift Amen. to grow all the more um, deep. So, what? Amen. How does that apply this this aspect of unleashing the power of intercessory prayer as far as our good citizenship uh, in in the United States, in the world, you know, et cetera?
6: Yeah. Well. What does James write in, in chapter 5, verse 16, right, in 17 and following? That the fervent prayer of a righteous person is very powerful. Mm. You know, it, he goes on, Elijah was a human being like yeah, uh, like us, yet he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain upon the land, and he prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. You know, it, it's fascinating, guys, and I think this applies to your question, mm-hmm. Brad, for many souls, the mere mention of the name Elijah, it conjures up all sorts of emotions that that are tied to the awe-inspiring power of God. Is this why James presents fervent prayer within the context of, of Elijah? Partly. But before James comments on the success of Elijah's fervent prayer, he first reminds us of what? That, that he was a human being like us. Right? Mm-hmm. Although, remember, for his miracles, Elijah also experienced many hardships we today are experiencing many hardships and what did he do as a human being like us as a human being like us he prayed fervently and again you know fervent prayer you guys is the greek is diomai. it's it's not these fancy words it's this prayer that comes out of this deep union it's a craving you know it's you know to ask us to want to beg us to, to crave fervent prayer is a begging. It's a craving. Mm. Right now, in 2021, we need the kind of prayer that harkens back to Elijah's prayer, that fervent prayer. Because why? Well, James tells us it's powerful in its effects. The deeper we are in union with God, the more we cry out to God, the more we will see God intervene in history. And by that, I mean (laughs) history that will be tomorrow, because if today (laughs) is 2021 and we get the desired good, then tomorrow will bring about change. Hmm. God needs our fervent prayer. Um, and yeah, Brad, <laughs> let us stop demonizing each other and ultimately try to enter into that conversation as best we can, mindful that if we are a people of prayer, God is going to work. God is going to transform. Hmm. God is going to, to do what we are praying for.
5: Hey, Joe. We're going to uh, have to hit a quick break here, um, but I think this is a good point to leave off. And When, when we come back, We're going to talk a little bit about our theme of Awaken, and we're actually going to invite in our guest speaker who's with us for our banquet tonight, Carlo Broussard. And this is where I think the next 15 minutes is going to be really fun. (laughs) So please uh, join us when we come back from break.
3: Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.
8: God's blessings to you all. And as all of you out in Radio Land, listen to Real Presence Radio. What a great gift it is for every one of us. As we're in the car traveling, that we learn something about our love for Jesus, something about the great gift he has given us through his holy family, which is the church. Or we also get to find something out more deeply about our own self that we come to know that we are made in God's image and likeness. And the great gift that we have is made and loved by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So continue to listen to this wonderful radio station. We need to support it in every way so that this beautiful gift of the gospel message can be spread throughout where all of this is heard and that the Holy Spirit will strengthen you all in his love. Have a wonderful day, and keep listening to Real Presence Radio.
3: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. In the studio is Mark and Brad and Mr. Broussard. Hey, hey. Welcome, Carlo. Well, good morning. It's good, good to morning. have you. Brrrr. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and still, still on the phone with us is Dr. Holcraft. So this is like, I think I'm in my happy place right now. This just, just, is just, just brotherhood right here, you know, um, just talking theology. I just kind of want to sit back and watch and just let, let these men just go. Uh, it's so good, but there's got to be a little focus. <laughs> um, so, uh, listeners, you just heard briefly Carla Broussard's burr. because <laughs> So he flew in from Arizona, but he actually lives in the San Diego area, Southern just California. Just a couple of
0: days ago, I had shorts and flip-flops Ooh. on, man, with a T-shirt. to yeah. joined the Southern California sunshine. I mean, you could do that here. Yeah. Just,
5: people might look at you a little stranger. like
0: might Why not are you do it,
4: doing? it. Right? <laughs> Prepare for the trip to the ER if, for the frostbite <laughs> as well.
5: Joe, Joe was on the phone earlier and he was saying, um, I, I don't know if he was hoping to get sympathy from Brad and I, but it was not happening. Yeah. Five, he said, below wind chill. five below windchill. Five below windchill. And... and <laughs> You know, I'm, here I am. I'm picking up Carlo, and I, got, I was I was feeling for you, brother. Is picking you up, and the car said it's 16 below, and that was before wind chill. Yeah, though so it wasn't too windy this morning. Which... No,
4: I, I think it was. Uh, I think I saw it was something like 25 below wind chill, 26. Yeah, so that's okay. I had to
0: make reparation for some of my sins. So
4: <laughs> make atonement a little. bit. We've made so. a full time job of that there around you go. here. <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, you know, speaking of atonement, you know, we'll just make the connection. Dive right in. atonement. Uh, intercessory prayer, because Lord knows we have a lot to offer up, right? Amen. Um, mm. Brad, Brad just offered uh, offered a great question with uh, Joe before the break, um, and it was kind of getting at well, it's getting at a lot of things, but like the uh, how do we make and connect the dots of a call to prayer, not just prayer, but intercessory prayer, mm-hmm. right? In the particular climate of our culture, you know, whether it's the uh, the the politicized and the political, you know, some people have used the word upheaval right mm-hmm. now, you know, but obviously there's a culture of just so much tension, not on the same page, lots of finger pointing, um, all these things, and yet prayer is going to be the great common ground. <laughs> it's always going to be the great equalizer, uh, because it's not only is it fundamental, but If if we're going to say we're rooted in Jesus Christ, then we're rooted in what true objectivity is, and really, true reality. Right Now, I know this is... Carl, I'm looking at you, and I just picture your philosophical mind. I know you can uh, get uh, grooving on that. You
0: just caught my attention when you mentioned (laughs) that key word of reality. Amen Mm -hmm. to that.
5: But uh, all those things, like, ah, we have to digress and not go too deep into that. But as far as time goes... um, one of the things that, as Dr. Holcroft was talking, and uh, Brad, is, you know, I want to interject. So one of the things I mentioned earlier in our show, when we had Lori with us, is we were talking about launching a theme of Awaken. And so Awaken is our one-word theme for Real Presence Radio. And we've kind of been, we're tying it into our 20 years. We're celebrating 20 years, and that's we had Ed Schmitz on earlier. And in a little bit, we're going to have Steve Logreen on with us. But if there is a theme that's been beautiful to this morning, it has been awaken. And what else can more awaken us than a, in a relationship with the Holy Spirit that calls mm-hmm. us to pray? Huh? You know. And so, I, I mean, this is where like I'm I'm in the middle of a bunch of great minds right now. This is very exciting. But it's Joe, uh, with you, Carlo, Brad. Um, I, I would love to hear each of you offer. Like we knew, and this is kind of a, it's a guttural instinct, right? Like, for you, when you hear the theme of awaken. You know, and it, the theme, the scriptural passage that we're going to want to build on throughout the year is taken from Ezekiel mm-hmm. 7. I'm sorry, Ezekiel 37, uh, when Ezekiel is given the vision of dry bones. And the Lord is asking him to prophesy to these dry bones. You know, um, what comes to mind? I mean, what's the whole, what's the whole, what does the Holy Spirit inspire within you guys when you hear that? I think in particular, and maybe this is me speaking from my gut, a little bit of, gosh, is not our culture in need of a great reawakening. Mm-hmm. right? So, uh, Carla, why don't we jump in with you first? If you don't well, mind.
0: to be honest with you, the first thing that comes to mind when you speak of awaken, from, for me, in my own experience, is the idea of awakening to reality and the God-bathed world. So, in my journey and going through theology and philosophy and studying apologetics, Uh, I really appreciate that awakening to seeing God in everything that we experience throughout our lives, right? Throughout our everyday experience. And I'm not talking about pantheism here of, you know, the tree being God. But insofar as I see the tree outside, I know God right here and right now sustains that tree in existence without his causal power, without his activity, without his power, that tree would lapse into nothingness. And then that turns back on me and something I remind my kids of all the time at our Ord family dinner table, that if God were to stop willing us in existence right now, if God were to stop thinking of us right now, we would lapse into nothingness. And that inspires a great gratitude, you know, in realizing Mm -hmm. this radical dependency. So seeing the God-bathed world and seeing Mm. God's Hold, you know, hand in everything that I experienced throughout my everyday life. That was an awakening for me in my journey, right? And then, of course, from that and studying theology and realizing the great gifts that God has given us through His Son, Jesus Christ, with divine revelation and the precious gift of Mother Church, and having that awakening to that security that I have in the truth through the revelation of Jesus Christ. The ultimate truth being the love that he has for us, which inspires another level of gratitude, not on the natural level, but a supernatural level now, to where I can foster that intimacy with our blessed
5: Lord. So that's what comes to mind for me. Wow. <laughs> so loaded. And yeah. I just like, it's tough to okay, pause. <laughs> yeah. Pause, because Joe, I'd like to hear from your, from your end, you know, we, we endeavor on this theme of Awaken. Uh, what stands out to you?
6: Well, first, I have a question for Carlo. When you're at the dinner table and you talk about ceasing to exist with your kids, how do the kids get
9: <laughs> <laughs> They do not sleep that night. <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah. Are, are, are you, is, is your. Uh, is your desire to to send them into fear <laughs> <laughs> no no wait, pray wait. the Lord <laughs> yeah, I, I try I'm, I'm yeah. trying
0: to I'm trying to instill within them that idea of radical dependency upon God oh, in order to course. foster gratitude yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. gratitude yeah, amen amen to that amen because well, as know, VeggieTales marking... says, a grateful
0: heart is a happy heart. Bam! Gospel according to VeggieTales.
5: Boom! There, there's the connection. All things all things center around VeggieTales. No, no. Yeah, exactly. No, it does not. Let's just be clear. <laughs>
4: Joe, go ahead. Right.
6: Now, now I've got the VeggieTales song in my head. Yeah. I can't sing. I can't, I can't <laughs> think, It's, I can't think it's so done. You know, tomatoes done. and cucumbers. So, <laughs>
5: they,
6: but you guys, there's, there's two things that jump out to me, especially, Carlo, as you were talking. Um, John chapter 11, verse 11, right now, you know, uh, thus he spoke, and, and then he said to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, mm-hmm. but I go to awake him out of the sleep. So for me, the word awake or awaken is, is tied to um, the new man, new life, Right. Uh, you know, one of the great uh, sins of today, I think, is that the sin of dormancy, or the sin of complacency, or the, the sin of falling asleep mm-hmm. on God. Um, we have become very duplicitous, uh, we're very scattered going from one thing to the next, that we're not really focused on, on the one thing that is God. And so, to, to, to be awakened in Christ is to be awakened into this call of, of becoming new each and every day. Um, and this, through prayer, through uh, in everyday uh, desire to go deeper into God, is going to become more real. Uh, if I'm awake in Christ today, I want to be more awake in Christ tomorrow. Uh, Mark and I, last week, were talking about this, you know, this, this woke culture. Well, that's Satan parodying a deep and great truth that rightly belongs to God, that we are called to be reawakened in truth each and every day. Uh, there's the great beatitude, the first beatitude, the beatitude that launches the whole sermon on the mount. You know, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. You know, poor in spirit is, is the Greek there for spirit is pneuma, right? Uh, breath, lung. We are to long for God the same way our lungs long for air each and every day. Um, and, it, and it's it's this single-heartedness, this single-mindedness. that Later in the beatitude, it's blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Purity there. The Greek is kassalos. It's it's one thing, one thing that is not mixed with another thing. That's what that Greek means. So it's the single-heartedness, the single-mindedness um, that allows us to see God, so that we might be awakened each and every day, uh, more awakened the next day than the previous day in Christ, in truth, that we will see what God desires us to see. And and so it's about the new man. It's about the new life that that. Christ uh, came to um, give us in, in the gift of the Holy Spirit, and as we embrace this great gift, indeed, um, indeed, we we might embrace this gift as poor in spirit, longing uh, to, to receive more of Him. Earlier, uh, Brad, you were talking about radical dependency. That's the first beatitude. And in the end, this is what I think Awakened is all about, mm. uh, receiving that great gift.
5: I'm going to transition that to Brad, yeah. Brad, Awaken.
4: Yeah, uh, well, there are a couple of scripture passages that came immediately to mind for me, and um, maybe you guys can help me put them together because they seem like they're disparate. But the first one was kind of going on what what you guys have said uh, with the dry bones and, and with the, we go to Awaken, our friend Lazarus, I was thinking of the story of the little girl, right, that that Jesus goes <clears throat> to bring her back and he says she's asleep and and he's everyone makes fun of him, right? And and he says these words, "Little girl, arise." And um, and I just think of, I guess, the way that it struck me as as you were asking that, uh, Mark, was just like how we really need Jesus to lift us up. Because that aspect of that utter dependency, like we we are completely and totally dependent upon it, and we always will be. There's there's never going to be a point in our lives where we're sufficient. And so it's it's like we need the Lord to to help us arise, to awaken, to to come out of the death that that sin has has uh, worked upon us. Uh, so that was the kind of the first thing. And then the the other one was just Jesus asleep on the front of the boat, mm. you know, in the midst of the storm, and and how they're freaking out. The the apostles are mm-hmm. freaking out, and and they don't you care that we are perishing? And he's like, Why are you guys so worried? You know. And be quiet, be still. And he calms the storm. And just that fact that, that Christ awakens, but he's, he's there. It should be enough that he's there with us. Um, and so I guess those are the things that just kind of grabbed me as you asked the question.
5: Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. I really wish we could just continue, just keep going and launching. Um, if, if I had to summarize, you know, so to awaken, at least from these distinguished men, we've got to listen to really a heart of gratitude and prayer. And uh, we will only sustain prayer as long as we sustain relationship with Jesus. We must stay connected to Jesus. Um, we got to take a break. And when we come back from the break, uh, we'll just have one last snippet from Dr. Holcraft and from Carla Broussard. And then we'll welcome our next guest, which will be Steve Logring. Uh We'll be back in just a minute.
9: Uh, I remember even during that time, and and this was uh, during the beginning years of John Paul II's pontificate, and whenever I heard him on TV, because he was always in the news, especially uh, his travels in Eastern Europe, Poland and all, I, I would hear the things that would come out of his mouth and I would go, there's no way this person is not... Close, closer to God than I am. <laughs> hmm. uh, you know, so I always had this sort of secret respect for uh, for John Paul II. Of course, I never said this to any of my <laughs> <laughs> brethren friends. You know,
1: you wouldn't dare. No,
9: of course not. But I, 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 I don't mean to disparage them because they taught me to love the Scripture. And interestingly enough, even though they they do not believe in the real presence. Of Christ in the sacrament they had communion every Sunday and so they really taught me to love the Lord's Supper uh, and to love the scriptures and so I'm really thankful to them for that
3: this is real presence live on the RPR network bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the upper Midwest now back to the show
5: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Mark Holcraft here with Brad Gray. I'm kind of laughing inside because it's like uh, from guests in our local area, and our guests today from California and (laughs) one calling in from Ohio. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) but they are they they are they're impacting our local area, our listening area, and we're grateful for it. Carlo, we're so excited to have you tonight. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Can you give us any kind of a teaser about what we, what we can expect tonight to hear from you?
0: Well, I've been asked to share my life's testimony. Mm-hmm. It's not some powerful conversion story from anti-Catholic to Catholic, but it is a journey that the Lord has led me on from the bandstand to the Bible in my hand, coming from a musical background in southern Louisiana. Awesome. and yes, yeah, so, And then becoming an apologist, and I'm going to share that journey and the importance that Catholic media has had on me in particular, Catholic radio, and the importance of Catholic radio in general, and more specifically, Real Presence Radio, and the life-changing effects that the truth of Catholicism can have, as it did in my life, even as a cradle Catholic. Yeah,
5: yeah. Praise God. Awesome. Well, and I, I, I'm, I appreciate that because... Um, the testimonies are always powerful, right. and you mm-hmm. hear a person's conversion story, and some of them are incredible yeah. conversion stories. Um, but the reality is, is most of the world, world Catholic world, they don't actually have those incredible mm-hmm. testimonies. Right. And yet the power of conversion is always going to be incredible in the heart of a man and the heart yes, of a woman. Right. Yep. Amen. Um, and so, no, I look forward to that. Yeah. I look forward to that.
0: We open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit, and we look hard enough. We can see that even for us as Credo Catholics, the Lord has worked in mighty ways, yes. yeah. and that can speak to other individuals. Yeah. You know?
5: Awesome. Awesome. So
0: I'll share what I have.
5: <laughs> no, I, I look forward to it, Carlos. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for being with us so quickly this morning. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Thanks for
0: having me. It was a joy.
5: You're welcome. Yeah. Look forward to it tonight. Uh, Joe, I still have you online uh, or on the phone. Uh, any final comments regarding your book, Unleashing the Power of Intercessory Prayer? Because I mean, there were so many things that you were hitting on. You and Brad were grooving. Uh, and uh, really, you were hitting on some key themes in this book.
6: Yeah, my my message to your listeners, uh, Mark and Brad, and is just, you know, it, prayer works. Mm-hmm. Prayer changes things. And uh, as St. Paul reminds us, we need to embrace this call to, to pray for one another and make time for it. You know, in the book, I lay out nine keys and uh, three, key, uh, three tips within each key to um, better respond to the question, Can you pray for me? It is a question I think that most of us get asked every day. And it is a question we need to respond, not with a half-hearted response, but a whole-hearted response. We need to take it seriously. Because God has invited us to share in in His redemptive love by virtue of this participation in in, in our baptismal grace to pray for another. And so we do so, going deeper in our own relationship with God, and out from that depth, we cry out for our brothers and sisters in Christ who have come to us. And no matter what the prayer request is, the best prayer is always, no matter what is going on, the transformation of the heart to, to pray for conversion. Now, whatever is happening in someone's life, that we accompany that request with uh, a a cry out to God, let this be an opportunity of of transformation for the one who has has come to you. And so this really is uh, quintessential to the spiritual life and certainly to intercessory prayer. This is high priority, and we need to take it seriously.
5: Joe, where can they find this book for those who are interested
6: yeah, you can go to sophiapress.com um, uh, um, or, you know, you can find it on Amazon um, or most uh, Sophia Press is linked with pretty much every Catholic bookstore. So you can find it in any local Catholic bookstore to uh, to whoever listening to this program, wherever they're listening to it, <laughs> whatever city, there's a local Catholic bookstore. Hopefully they can find it there, but it's not there. Uh, go to Sophia
5: Press uh, and or Amazon. Well, I, I know I was able to find it actually at our local bookstore here in Fargo. We have two Catholic bookstores and both okay, uh, awesome. are very good. So I found it uh, locally here at Hurley's uh, in Fargo. And I know there's several Catholic bookstores in our listening area. Hmm. Um so, Joe, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, a joy to spend this time with you. It's always always better to see you face-to-face. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was
6: a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And thank you, thank you, Brad, for being a part of the conversation. Oh, it's a, it's I, I a appreciated pleasure. I your, appreciate uh, your enthusiasm.
4: Oh, I loved it. I, yeah. I, I hate the tyranny of the clock and how
6: relentless uh, <laughs> <laughs> <The tyranny laughs> it is. The the clock. Yeah. <laughs> I love it.
4: <laughs>
5: so, Joe, God bless you, brother. And uh, God we'll, bless you, Mark. we'll have you Pray on you. again, uh, well, hopefully soon.